0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Spiritual Chill Pill Podcast. My name is Kimberly. And my name is Maria. We are a podcast speaking about applying spiritual teachings to our day-to-day life and the things that go well with doing so, but also the non-glamorous things that happen while figuring things out. And today we want to talk about how spirituality has improved our relationships
1: yeah, that's a super, super interesting subject. I think, um, definitely one of the main areas that I had a lot of blockages and a lot of like limiting beliefs, um, was definitely in relationships. And it's one of the areas where I have, um, yeah, I think managed to improve the most and understand myself the most in the journey. And I think it's also an area that a lot of people is very interested to hear more about because I experienced this myself. We suffer a lot um because we feel this like inner sense of loneliness and we wanna strive to fit in and have company and have someone that is there for us. But what we are not realizing is that maybe sometimes we're not even there for ourselves. And it's a kind of hard to understand that until you're not there for yourself and like realizing your own self-worth, it's very, very hard to uh, land on a healthy relationship Um yeah, so it's been a quite an interesting an interesting journey. And
0: yeah, for sure. And I agree with you. Um, one of the biggest lessons of my life is realizing if I depend on anyone else to make me feel better about myself, in any kind of way, even in my friendships, but especially my partner, then the relationship will not be working out. If your partner makes you feel better, that's a plus. But if you're dependent on it, which I definitely was in my last relationships, then it is a anxiety driven attachment relationship because you are in need of something. And that's the biggest difference that I've been personally been able to, to yeah, to change. And after my last breakup, I really had some time to dig deep, like what's going on, like what am I doing uh, that could possibly improve? And I wrote down, I figured out I had a few destructive mindsets in relationships in general. And those were the following, it was guilt, which we've done an episode about the whole subject of guilt. So I will not get too deep yeah. into this. Uh, it's episode yeah. number 10. If you want to listen back, how we find guilt and useless emotion.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. but it may be interesting still to hear how like, you felt guilt in relationships. Like, What does that feel like? Because
0: I didn't really love myself, and this person loved me so deeply, and gave me so much, I felt constant guilt for receiving love. Like I needed to be better, like I wasn't good enough, like I wasn't worthy. And I really like, wrote to myself uh, after the breakup I said how I will handle guilt from now on be more compassionate to myself forgive myself change the things that I can and accept the things that I can't calm my mind mind you (laughs) I've done all of these
1: things and it's been (laughs) really great (laughs) That's good. that's good that's good that's good that's good. Yeah, definitely there is a lot of guilt. I would like uh, I will agree with that. It's a very terrible mindset. And I think uh well, I cannot speak for men, but I think women carry on a lot of guilt even if they are not to blame for a relationship to break up. And I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. Like the only reason why you would, for example, break up with your boyfriend, which is something that I did a ton of times and go and read Relationship Advice is because you feel guilt, because you feel like you're not complete. And therefore the relationship ended because there is something wrong with you that you can go and pick a book and it will teach you how you can be better. And usually it's just a ton of crap what is out there. I'm not going to say that all of relationship advice is terrible. It's usually that there are some limiting beliefs that you can overcome. But all the relationship advice that you read is like, oh yeah, just play hard to get. And all of this bullshit, like this is just a ton of crap. I'm just going to say it out <laughs> (laughs) But it never benefited me to follow any of that advice. Um, So, yeah, but the reason why you go into that is because you feel guilt and worthless. And you're like, yeah, maybe there is something I can do to get this relationship back up instead of thinking, well, maybe this person is not the right match for me. Yeah, uh, Which will be a better mindset or what is this teaching me? What is this letting me know about myself? Which is a much more empowering questions than just feeling, oh, uh, it definitely crumbled because of me. Let me just go and see what can I do to hack this into my life again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never works. I try um. that. It never works. <laughs> no, it does not work. And I have been on this
0: similar mindset where it's all me. If I were to be different, I would have been able to make this work. And you start living in this fantasy of what ifs because of your guilt. Like if I was just like not an anxious person, if I was more grateful, if I was all these different things that I just wasn't at that time, I mean, then... You start having this fantasy in your head and yet then it would have worked out, but it's all that's all it is. It's not reality. It's a fantasy. So yeah, if you guys want to hear more about guilt, we go very in depth uh about this yeah, in episode is, 10.
1: We don't is, agree with guilt.
0: Very shortly. We don't agree with it.
1: It's <laughs> yes. pointless. I, I remember I have to say this. <laughs> I think it's totally pointless uh to have a guilt. But yeah. So moving on like things that uh Yeah, definitely, are kind of uh, toxic mindsets in relationship. What else you got there in your list? I also have the second
0: thing is attachment and this was an eye opener for me for some reason most of my life i thought that if i was with the person this person should be mine mine alone no other girl can look at him you know yeah. that he should spend all his time with me we should not have separate vacations i know this might sound a little bit weird but this is just how i kind of grew up like this is kind of just how the mindset that was put into me so i realized like attachments mm-hmm. Is in a way suffering, right? And it's not to be confused with because it sounds so unromantic. If you're not attached to your partner, but actually loving your partner is not to be confused with attachment because attachment, you mean you, you have, you're claiming it's anxious. You're holding on, right? You're trying to, how do I say that?
1: Um, yeah, you're putting like your life your life forcing your energy into having that person next to you. And like one of the one thing that someone told me years ago is that uh, you have to actually understand that no relationship is forever. You're yeah. either going to break up or one of you are gonna die. Like that's the reality of things. Like nothing is forever. So I love that you're and ultimately that. Yeah, ultimately, the only person that you're going to be, at least in this life, for the whole time is yourself. And there is a lot of unhealthy things. I mean, there is definitely beautiful things with being with a person, having a routine with a person, and that's something that I definitely miss very much from being married, for example. But um yeah, there is like love goes um, beyond attachment. You can love a person and not be attached to that person and not even be in a relationship with that person. That is something really hard to understand. Like you can fall in love with people that you don't have romantic relationships with or you can still be in love and very much wish like the best and do everything that you possibly can for a person that you're not in a relationship with anymore. And I feel deeply connected. Uh, Yeah. So it's not even about the time that you spend together or how much uh, texts they send you. Although it's hard because I think women like do look a lot at like, symptoms to know instead of looking at their intuition they they look at symptoms of like is this does this person love me enough and then they start like quantifying of like oh is this person like putting me as a priority is this person texting me every day Uh, and this and that which like it really depends yeah exactly it really depends on the type of person like person like people behave very differently and i'm not saying that you should excuse all behaviors and because there is there is bad people that behave great there is good people that don't know how to behave so we live in <laughs> a world where like quantifying <laughs> these things like makes absolute no sense it really depends on the person and what what works for you ultimately like having that attachment where you cannot be a full person Without another person, it definitely becomes toxic. And I think that's one of the things that, yeah, I definitely uh, had to improve a lot because I was definitely very dependent on on people and being with someone and feeling like my only worth was, uh, yeah, actually being with a person and not uh, me, just me by myself.
0: Yeah. And I was the exact same, same,
1: same, same thing.
0: It's, it's weird how it's almost normal. It was normal for me to feel that way. It was like a normal in my surroundings that the person that you're with, you should share everything with and you should feel attached and you should depend on each other all the time. And it's, it's a bit weird, but I love that you said the impermanence of things because I wrote to myself how I will handle things in my next relationship replacing attachment by loving what is practicing letting go studying the nature of human emotions and accepting the impermanence of things (laughs) Yeah. so and I by the way done that and I'm in a relationship right now where I don't feel attached and when I tell people they look at me like oh it's so unromantic but actually it's so free um it's so open and I'm not like on his ass telling him to be a certain way so that he can fulfill my needs of how I need to be loved it's very open I know who this person is I love him for who he is and what he is and it's the same for me so there's just a lot of fear and anxiety that just not in the relationship because of it you know
1: yeah 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 and I think like um that strikes a thought because I've been in, in that position definitely where I, I have felt that I needed the other person to behave like different towards me. Uh oh, this person is not doing the things that I want, therefore I'm gonna try to like change the relationship. But like what I've realized over time is that yeah, you, you cannot have that attachment where you're like, yeah, let me fix this relationship that I have right now. But you have to think, well, this person is who they are. That's who they behave. Is this the person that I want to be with? Ultimately, I don't think or believe in like changing people and in and that attachment can become that obsession of like, let me fix this relationship or even let me fix this other person, which is even more, yes. um, toxic let me show this other person how they are not behaving correctly mm-hmm. and how they can make me happy which is like to certain extent yeah you can communicate and you can say the things that make you happy and you can see uh because the other person might not know but ultimately if you're very different and you're in this loop where you want something and the other person is just ultimately different like having those toxic attachments where you're like all about fixing uh I realized in my own experience that it's not it's not going to work it never worked like people is who they are with you and with other people oh that's something that I I understood uh, very harshly in in my marriage uh, mm-hmm. that ended and in many other relationships like sometimes we feel like people is in certain ways towards us and that's ultimately not true people is who they are to everybody mm-hmm. so if a guy is very nice he's nice to everybody mm-hmm. and if a guy is not nice and does not text you he he's just like not nice and is not nice to anyone <laughs> like nothing is personal like i realize that nothing is personal like people just have different ways of behaving and you have to like be honest with yourself whether those ways of behaving Go with you or not.
0: Yes, exactly. I always, I have, I had a new life motto when I broke up with my last relationship. I was like, never fall in love with potential (laughs) because that's it. Like you're just falling in love with the potential of who this person can be. If you're trying to change someone and mine, let me tell you probably a lot of the the time you're attached to the idea and this person will never meet this fantasy that you've created in your head of the perfect relationship and i'm not saying like give up on your relationship like work things out but don't fall in love with potential you know see the person as they is and if you love that person what does that mean does that does real love change into anger in a blink of an eye you know or is no no, it doesn't like real love doesn't just switch from I love you so much to like I hate you and I can't believe you're doing this, you know? No. So no
1: no no. So yeah, I I yeah, that's also another thing. The the idea of of real love and what is real love. It's like we are so contaminated with movies and what we see out there of what our relationship should look like. I actually wrote about this as well. You don't know this,
0: but I did some research on where the term romantic comes from. And let me tell you, um, romanticism began in the West of Europe in the 1750s to the work of artists, Poets and philosophers. Romanticism is an ideology and movement that was not exclusively about love, but about inter- inserting the dramatic and emotional style into different forms of art. So it was actually a movement that created this idea of being romantic. And as a 25 year old w- w- woman at the time when I found this out, I was blown away because I thought that if a partner was not romantic and does not that does not buy me flowers or take me out or show me off, then it must not be love. And that is very, very far from the truth.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. We like um, we are very, very like biased, like I would say, contaminated by views on like. Social media and TV, any, any mediums, um, of communication where they just put in front of us all of these ideas of perfection. What does the perfect relationship should look like? What does the perfect guy should look like? And even it's like, what does this mean? Like the perfect guy, like have, l- have. You actually sat down and know you have done it and it's an excellent exercise to actually write down the qualities of the person that you want. And this might not be the same qualities that everybody is like shoveling on your face. Like, mm-hmm. cause you are a very, very unique person and a person that match up with you might not be exactly the person that another, another woman wants. So, but. The media makes us believe that there is only one single type of perfect guy. There is only one single type of perfect relationship. And if your relationship does not look like that, so you should beware. <laughs> yeah, be worried. <laughs> and this person should be your
0: partner, your best friend, your sex life should be amazing for the rest of your life. There should never be any moment of not desiring anyone else. There are so many rules that come with it like our soulmate, our household manager, our spiritual guide. Like we put so much pressure on like all, getting all of these things from one person. And one thing that I've done is like writing down my needs of what I want in to feel loved yeah. and to be appreciated. Exactly. But I started looking for that in my friendships. I started going to women's circles. I started like deepening my connections with my, with my girls when I was single and I have never felt so much love in my life yeah. than in that period of my girlfriends, which is yeah.
1: very nice. Honestly, that's that's super nice. Another thing about the list, which I think is a wonderful exercise to actually qualify what, does, what type of person do you really want next to you, uh, and then looking at that list and seeing, well, actually, this is the person that I have to become. Uh, yeah, because ultimately, there are two reasons why. You ultimately are the only person that is going to be there for yourself, I love as that. harsh as it sounds. But the second is like, uh, like attracts like. So you have to actually become those things that you that you are asking to find. Like, for example, you want like a very a healthy, attractive dude, but you're not like willing to put up the work for yourself. Then yes. what makes you think that a person that is healthy and interested in health will also be attracted to you? Like, uh, like it sounds harsh, but you definitely have to become whatever you whatever you have on that list, if that makes sense. And from a spiritual point of view, it's like you have to vibrate at that level; otherwise, there is not going to be any attraction. And do it for yourself. Like, there's so much like rewarding things is like if these are the qualities that you like in a person why not introducing them in yourself yes i actually did this exercise where i wrote down this was in
0: april um all the qualities that i want in a man like uh, i made a whole on list but i also did who do i want to be in a relationship because I can expect all these things from from like a partner, but how do I want to be? Like what kind of person would I want to be? And I started embodying that person and I did attract the person that has literally met all qualities on my list because I decided to, to be the person of, be a person that like, you know, I wanted to be someone that is in the relationship more from a giving perspective instead of just taking. And I've embodied that, you know, and it has been life-changing for me. So, yeah, I love that you're saying that you do have to become, like, what you want to be with, what you want to attract, and it's true.
1: Yeah, totally. So So, what is the next, like, toxic (laughs) mindset that we have (laughs) on our list? So we cover guilt and recovered attachment so far so this overlaps
0: with guilt but it's jealousy it's almost naive to think that someone will never be attracted to anyone else you know it's very okay yeah totally yeah everyone has desires that's very normal which was by the way one of the hardest things that i had to overcome (laughs) but and and also it does not only build resentment towards that other person that will just like build up and but also towards yourself because you know that jealousy is not a great emotion so you add guilt onto it and it's just like a
1: vicious cycle of yeah totally totally yeah so jealousy is very interesting i i have these thoughts where like If you look in the past, how we've lived as a society, and I think this is in the book Sapiens, it explains how we lived as a society, how we lived in tribes, and actually the idea of being in a couple. Uh, it's quite modern because before when we lived in tribes, there wasn't this idea that um like there's one man and one woman and they live together forever and they have <laughs> all of their children together. Like it didn't work in such a structured ways. Uh, it's just like the whole idea of marriage is more like an institution that it provided safety for the woman. It also provided a certain level of stability and it just like was more like a pillar of society. But it didn't mean that us as an species were hardwired to work in that way. So I think um, whether you want to be in um in a monogamous relationship or in a polygamous relationship it's all fine like i think it's 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 all very fine you, like you do whatever works for you i just think that it's okay to be open i think the the most important thing is to be open about what you're going to do there's so many different ways of being and uh, so at some point in my life I started like dating a lot and like dating uh, a lot of very different people. And at the beginning, uh, I met really, really interesting characters and uh, people that were very honest. They were like "Say, yeah, I am a polygamous person. Like I go out with multiple people and like hearing that actually having that experience in my life was actually very refreshing if you know the truth i think that symbolizes such a level of respect from the other person yes. because it's not easy to tell you especially uh, when you're starting going on with the person it's not easy to hear oh well i i'm actually going out with multiple people that's how i do it yes. that's how i feel happy it's not easy to hear because you're You there is this tendency of like reducing your value as a woman if you cannot lock a guy up. Mm. Uh, If you cannot get him to be only yours. So, but actually having that level of respect and having that level of appreciation where a person just gives you the complete truth. uh, Yeah, for me, it was a very, very refreshing experience.
0: Yeah and that that's also been my biggest biggest change. I'm still prefer a monogamous relationship. Like that me ha- too, yeah, me too. it hasn't changed for me, but I have been talking about experiences and more open things because I just don't feel the need anymore to be afraid of losing someone because I have found so much love for myself that I don't feel the need to compare myself to any other girl. So if this other person, like or just like if my boyfriend would desire someone else and would come and talk to me, I I just wouldn't be jealous like because I don't take it personally and it doesn't diminish my value. Because I value myself and I don't depend on my boyfriend to value me. Right. Yeah. And of course, it can be a bit of a difficult conversation, but you know, that's a whole other story. But it all comes down, jealousy comes from being insecure, you know, and comparing yourself.
1: It's like, I was going to say, it's not really about being jealous. It's like how you handle jealousy, right? Because you can have have jealousy, anger, sadness. Like All of those emotions are going to show up. They still show up for me. Mm -hmm. They they show up for everybody. It's not like, oh, one day you're going to be so enlightened and you're not going to feel anything. (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) So, but it's like, what do you do with them? like what do you do mm-hmm. when they show up like and it's about like sitting with yourself or at least for me it's about more sitting with myself and asking myself it's like what that is what is that showing me about me what uh, is this a red flag am I in like something that uh, am I in a situation that I don't want to be Um, like how okay, am I how can I handle this better is this just like triggering something about my self-worth that i need to work on like you said so there are many different ways to approach
0: it and that's what i would say is the biggest change that our spiritual journey has done for us and my um my partner is spiritual as well so how we handle conflict is how can what is this triggering in me Instead of you need to change to do something that for, to make me feel better. So we both come from a place of how this is triggering something in me. Let me look at this and not, not yeah. I, I'm not going to put the responsibility on you to make me feel better. And that's what I think the biggest change is in all my relationships, even my friendships, I'm not trying to. Uh, other people anymore to make me feel better even though I still get angry and frustrated and guilty and it still happens but that's the biggest change of the spiritual journey you go like what you said you self-reflect what is this showing me
1: about me yeah totally 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 yeah so this sounds like a good point to close this episode we actually are dividing this episode in two parts and because we had so much to talk about regarding relationships and next week we will come back with a couple more toxic mindsets such as fear of being alone and anger so make sure you tune in next week as well Thank you
0: all for listening to the Spiritual Chill Pill Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show us a bit of love and support, we would appreciate a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. We are also available on many other platforms as Spotify or Stitcher. You can subscribe to that as well. Most importantly, we would appreciate if you contact us on Instagram and share your thoughts. Our Instagram is spiritualchillpill_podcast. underscore podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time.